Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today we continue our series called Codes for a Healthy Earth, Cultivating Peace with All of Life. The urgent and complex global challenges we face will not be resolved from within the same systems that created them. And hundreds of millions of people and millions of groups around the world are working on countless regenerative and compassionate solutions. Throughout this vast and diverse global movement, there's a growing recognition that we already have the knowledge, skills, ideas, technologies, and resources to effectively address all of our escalating crises. Our primary challenge is to align and organize effectively for whole systems healing and transformation. So within the deep wisdom within these codes for a healthy earth, you've you've been hearing me talk about them for weeks now, citizens are uniting around a whole systems healing framework that effectively supports citizen-led self-organization at the local and global levels to realize our shared needs and aspirations for regenerative health and a healthy regenerative earth. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your heart and mind, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. For over 20 years, Jan Golding has been researching and playing in the fields of conscious personal and cultural evolution. In 2003, he co-founded an Echo Village in South Africa, where he lived and worked for eight years. Jan has taught permaculture and Echo Village design and has initiated a transition town in Portugal. He is passionate about discovering and cataloging regenerative and systemic solutions and innovations. Since 2010, Jan has devoted himself to supporting the global transformation movements toward unity and transdisciplinary collaboration for transitioning our dysfunctional social systems. In 2015, he co-initiated and stewarded United Earth, Synergy Hub, Global Solutions Day, and a Solutions Revolution. I love that together. I tripped up on it, but a Solutions Revolution. It was so fun. I watched that unfold. Jan also played a coordinating role in the initial international expansion of the Extinction Rebellion. He is currently serving as co-creator and co-steward of Together in Creation, Seven Days of Rest, and what we are addressing today, Codes for a Healthy Earth. Welcome, Jan. Mm, Thank you, Julie. It's great to be here with you. Mm, It's really nice to be here with you. And I just said to you before we began that I can't believe in, I'm going on my seventh year of this show, and this is the first time I've had you on. I can't believe that. Like, that just seems like next to impossible. We just are like, 
the same threads made out of the, where the where we weave the same cloth, I think, carry on. So I'm really, really, really happy and honored to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. And we're obviously, uh, we obviously had to wait for exactly the right time. And here it is. It's the perfect mm-hmm. moment. And so I'm going to start with my traditional first question here on the show, because I'm really looking forward to seeing how you want to address this. Can you share with our listeners, Jan, what does all things connected mean to you? Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess what comes up for me is, is really the the sense of opportunity that comes from really exploring uh, the potential between the connections in our relationships. And so, you know, knowing energetically, scientifically, that all of creation is interconnected, um, maybe even experientially within yourself, but there's a whole other realm that opens up when we start to really explore what that can mean in terms of what we can co-create together. And, uh, and that, that's really what I'm so passionate about is really kind of uh, exploring and creating the conditions for uh, these connections, these relationships, our collective potential to really realize its fullest, most vibrant, most creative, most nourishing and healing manifestations. Mm. Jan, you said that with just incredible brilliance, number one, I love that, and your voice just like sparkles when you're talking about it. I know this is so deep in your DNA of of really exploring and co-creating with this incredible potential. I love the idea of really bringing this into our relationship because we really have moved past the idea of all things connected, right? We've, we're like, we're past that. It's like science, spirituality. Uh, we, we've shown that, we've demonstrated, we know it now. And so let's play mm-hmm. and co-create a world based on the truth of who we really be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, Jan, as I look at your bio and I know your work and and, um, adore you as a human being on the planet, your work as conscious, personal and cultural evolution genius over the past 20 years has been weaving in a lot of different ways and coming to this place. And I think that where we're at today and what we're going to bring in with the codes for healthy earth is, is really like this threshold of even more exquisite creations coming from Jan Golding. I think this is just the pinnacle of where you've been, but opening this portal to incredible work on the planet. I really, really, really know that about you. I'm curious about your story. Like, who is Jan Golding and how did you get here? Like, what what moved you 20 years ago to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start an echo village. Like this had to come from early childhood. And I, 
I can't believe I don't know this story, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. So who is Jan Golding <laughs> and where did this come from? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that invitation. Um, and yeah, let me just say that the, the appreciation and admiration is so mutual, Julie. Um, it's such a it's such a pleasure to to be working with you and really discovering your gifts and how our gifts can really come together in service of the whole. Uh, so so thank you for that and thank you for the invitation uh, to share. So wow, um, yeah, I've had really quite a quite an amazing. Uh, blessed journey, I must say, um, you know, growing up, uh, traveling quite a lot, living in many different countries, experiencing different cultures already from a young age. And um, yeah, I think what, what really kind of um, changed my life quite significantly was actually when I went to South Africa uh, for the first time um, after I, I I actually finished high school in in the states. I went to a Quaker high school in Pennsylvania, and uh, and did my international baccalaureate there. And then from there, I went to back to Holland, where I mostly grew up, uh, to study aerospace engineering. And I did that for about for about a year, and then I realized that yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't experiential enough. It was still more theory, more numbers, books, studying, and I wanted to to fly. Really, that was my main objective. So from there, I went on to uh, enroll in the aviation academy to become a pilot. And uh, and I came very close. I mean, I did all the tests and interviews and signed the contract. And then just about two weeks before I was going to enroll in this academy, um, I just realized that I would be saddled with quite a quite a huge debt, you know, the cost of that that course, that training, uh, which would, you know, compel me to have to work, basically, you know, to and then already just completely launching myself in that unending, um, uh, what you could call wage slavery. Uh, although I wasn't really fully aware of the extent of it at the time. Intuitively, I knew that it wasn't the right thing. So, um, Funnily enough, uh, life took me on a different track, and I, I, I quickly became a ski instructor, and uh, and really uh, uh, kind of yeah, just started to really discover my freedom, having kind of freed myself from the academic uh, trials, uh, going into a space of real yeah freedom in nature, in the mountains, and and really enjoying enjoying life to the fullest. Um, as I had done on previous uh, journeys and, 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 and voyages as well. And um, yeah, that, that took me, I mean, you know, long story. Uh, eventually I did get to fly, which was an amazing thing. I actually got my pilot's license in the US as well. So I got to experience that. And, um, and being a ski instructor, I, uh, teaching South Africans uh, took me to, they invited me to come to South Africa. And that was, I went to South Africa in 94, two weeks after Nelson Mandela was inaugurated. So it was a very special time to, to come there, to arrive there and initially just going on holiday, but ended up staying there for two years. And, uh, and yeah, just, that's really where I, 
experienced, um, I think, what you can call the first kind of spiritual awakening where I really started to question uh, the meaning of life, uh, purpose, mind, patterns, obstacles, uh, conditioning and these kind of things. And um, and so from there, I went I went back to Europe and a year later, I, uh, I uh, decided to go with a friend to Australia. Uh, and travel for a year and then at the last minute we decided to go overland so from Amsterdam to Australia on an overland journey uh, was really uh, yeah a very profound experience in my life and uh, and coming to India on the way and not really knowing anything about India uh, spending about nine months there and getting into meditation uh, quite strongly and and yoga and then continuing my travels uh, or our travels as I was with a friend, we went overland, continued through Indonesia and then Australia for, I was there for a year and in my time in Australia, continuing the yoga and the meditation, um, I also went to my first rainbow gathering in Tasmania and that was also like a life-changing experience for me for the first time, really experiencing um, what you could call conscious community, really nature, earth-based community, living on the land and sharing everything together and and you know, just sharing our knowledge and workshops and and it was it was an amazing experience for me, really it had a huge impact. Uh, woke up every morning singing, uh, had never sung before and uh, and yeah, I learned a lot in that experience. And from there on I went to a woofing farm also in Tasmania and experienced woofing, willing workers on organic farms, which is an amazing movement, a uh, huge global network where you can volunteer and exchange for food and accommodation on organic farms. And I was in this nature reserve, just picking flowers with amazing people and bathing in spring water and doing sweat lodges also for the first time. And so that was an amazing journey uh, that really had a, had a profound impact on me. And um, in that time, um, uh, my mum had gone to South Africa and bought uh, some land there and invited me from Australia to come back to South Africa and, and build a house for her. So I went there to South Africa and invited some friends and uh, started this, uh, this beautiful, amazing building project. Um, and in that time, uh, some of my friends, um, you know, one of my friends in particular uh, said that he, you know, he'd, he'd inherited this money and, and wasn't quite sure what to do with it. And then I suggested, well, maybe we need to look for some land because this is a beautiful area. And so cut a long story short with some friends, um, bought a, a beautiful piece of land on the wild coast of South Africa, uh, very isolated, very rural, and uh, and started to, we pitched a teepee there, there was nothing, <laughs> no infrastructure, no electricity, no running water, just in the middle of the bush and pitched the teepee and, uh, and started, uh, yeah, just slowly growing a garden and, and catching some rainwater and and building things up. And then um, I went traveling again uh, for some time and uh, met 
my partner, my ex-partner, the mother of my children in Oroville in India. And then we went back to South Africa and, uh, and yeah, started what was to become, um, yeah. And eventually we actually won an award for that eco village, uh, really from, you know, it was by that time when I went back, uh, they'd bought another piece of land next to it. So it was less isolated. It actually had an access road, this piece of land and a dilapidated old house. And um, and we just started to uh, grow gardens and, you know, put up a solar pump for water and with very, very meager, humble beginnings, uh, started to grow a little community. And for the first three years, there were three of us and then eventually other another person joined and slowly slowly we got volunteers and I was writing visions and proposals and and uh, and eventually um, we were very blessed with a private funder who invested uh, in uh, who actually first uh, invited me to to help him establish a website that would gather uh, that would be like a repository for you know, lots of valuable information pertaining to conscious living, eco-village living, um, this kind of thing. So all of a sudden we had a satellite internet connection uh, on, on the farm and I was doing this research. And at the same time, I was creating a proposal to build a learning center because for me, the, 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 the intention, the vision for building this community was really to create uh, a living a uh, working model of how we can live uh, in harmony, uh, you know, on the land, in community, and to really run educational workshops and all kinds of immersion experiences um, there. So, so yeah, so we also managed to uh, access the funding for that. And at that same time, I also published an article in, in, in a South African magazine about the global eco-village movement. And that seemed to kind of open quite a vast energetic portal because all of a sudden people were coming from all over the world, families, uh, to, to join the community. And so with the money that was coming in to build the learning center, people were coming and they immediately had paid work and everybody just was building their house and building the learning center and building gardens and really going through this conscious community building process where, you know, we're still meditating daily and and learning about things like nonviolent communication and other social tools for for creating cohesion and coherence. And so, yeah, the the years at the eco village were very formative for me uh, learning everything about you know building our own houses from natural materials that we harvested from the land and uh, you know installing solar panels and plumbing and growing food and permaculture design and eco village design courses that we did on the land as well so yeah I learned a lot in that time and um, and I think you know, I was also organizing conscious cinema circles in the in the nearby city once uh, once a week, 
And through that uh, experience of gathering lots and lots of documentaries, I was really nourishing uh, my curiosity uh, initially about about you know this the system and and you know how how did this system evolve that is so uh, parasitical and dysfunctional? You know, I was really kind of already starting to understand the systemic causes of a lot of our uh, cultural and ecological challenges, let's say. And, um, and more and more through the documentaries as well, I started to really focus on solutions and really started to uh, immerse myself in the field of, you know, not only ecological solutions, but also economic solutions, social solutions, political solutions, and really started to uh, immerse myself in those fields for, for educating myself. And, uh, and at the time, it was also interesting. Our, um, our patron sent, sent a big box of books, 10 copies of The Blessed Unrest, which I'm sure you've heard of, mm-hmm. Paul Hawkins' book. And that really kind of, I think that somehow, yeah, had also a very key influence on me and my, my future path, uh, you know, as the subtitle of the book says how the world's largest movement came into being and why no one saw it coming and so that that really fascinated me because that you know in 2010 i had this kind of epiphany where all of my past experiences were coming together in this vision of really seeing the connection seeing the interconnected potential of this vast and still fragmented movement that is so, you know, fundamentally aligned in terms of aspirations for a sustainable, just and and healthy world. And, and really just, yeah, just realizing that, you know, I had to devote myself to finding ways to really support that unification, to really support creating the conditions for this vast and colorful and inspiring movement that essentially already has all the solutions and innovations we need to create, you know, to really realize our our fullest individual and collective potential. Um, Yeah, to really devote myself to to realizing and supporting the realization of that potential. Yeah, and what a beautiful story! It it almost um, I just want to pause into this. It feels like it would be an incredible movie. Like literally, this is this global story of of really humanity coming through you of this coming into a, a really important place. I love your story, Jan. This was really moving and the depth of the play and the exploration and and where you've landed is quite beautiful and i i can't wait till after break i want our listeners to really hear now what you've done as you've begun to weave this wisdom together and and literally be one of the co-initiators for the Codes for a Healthy Earth here because there's so much potential. It's so exciting. So listeners, you're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm here with Jan Golding, one of the co-initiators, like I mentioned, with Codes for a Healthy Earth. When we return, you're going to learn so much more about how you can step into your highest potential of creating regenerative health for yourself 
and the planet. We'll be right back. Welcome to the ocean. I've sailed the seven seas a hundred times and found something I like even more than me treasure. Tis the ocean, beautiful and clear. Right now I'd be sailing over the Great Barrier Reef. It just shivers me timbers thinking of all the fish and coral below me. Wait, what's that floating by? The plastic bag! By Blackbeard's eye patch, that's disgusting. Why did you know that many of these things come from folks throwing them carelessly on the ground? It'd be true. Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. Boys, get the plank ready. Somebody's got to dive in and get that bag. Any volunteers? All right, fine. I'll do it myself. Cannonball! Find out what you can do to help keep the oceans healthy at keepoceansclean.org. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. Prepare, protect, prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. You found Empower Radio. It's like sunshine for your soul. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com. 
where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected, where we continue the conversation. And get connected in one of my private groups or programs. I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous, and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful regenerative world we depend on. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. We're talking about codes for a healthy earth today. And codes for a healthy earth were initiated, co-initiated by Shelley Ostroff and Jan Golding with Together in Creation. The creation of the document was a collaborative process with leaders from diverse sectors in over 30 countries. The framework can be freely adopted by any group or movement as a collective compass for coordinated citizen-led action toward the healing and regeneration of the planet and all its inhabitants. Please go to codes.earth to learn more and endorse the codes. Again, that's codes.earth earth. And Jan, welcome back to the second half. Thank you for sharing your story with us here today. And I think that it really helps us understand the, almost the passion and the wisdom and the motivation that, that really brings you to this moment as a co-initiator of the codes. We've been talking about these in, in a series here on the show for weeks now. And I would love to get a different kind of take from you. So I'm going to ask a different kind of question of you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's exciting. like, exciting or, oh no, what is she going to do? No, I am really curious. I, we, we know the crises that we face on the planet. We don't need to go and review those. But the codes for a healthy earth really do give us this unifying framework and this beautiful, um, almost like I'm thinking about um, the blueprint as as I'm thinking about the echo village um, design of what you were talking about and, and how literally you began to create and build from from this place of, of nothing from just the land. So I'm thinking about this, the codes as this, blueprint that anyone can pick up and like i mentioned it's this collective compass for really coordinated powerful action that's citizen-led so here's the question that i haven't had the opportunity to ask anyone yet about the codes and i you're the perfect person for this you have two young daughters i would love to hear how you might explain what the codes for a healthy earth are to your young daughters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great question. Mm. <laughs> yeah, especially since since my daughters have been following this this work <laughs> quite closely mm-hmm. uh, for for about 10 years now already and 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 sometimes also with you know with a bit of a sense of um, some slight not really understanding fully and uh, you know some jealousy sometimes because I do devote you know I really have been very very devoted to this uh, to this service so it's it's always a tricky thing to talk about uh, to talk about yeah. the work now especially you know what I've been saying for nearly 10 years now it's happening it's happening it's all happening <laughs> and we're, we're nearly there we're nearly there so 
um, yeah, it's 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 been really remarkable, I must say, to to also see in in the last in the last year or two, uh, actually since I've been working uh, closely with uh, with Shelley, that they're also really starting to uh, starting to really kind of get a, a much deeper sense of 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 what the work is about, what it's for, and and the the you know the 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 urgency and the potential of it, you know, I think they're also really uh, inspired by Greta mm. and, uh, and also the Extinction Rebellion and, and, you know, they're really starting to, to, yeah, just become a lot more attuned to, to the fact that their, their future isn't as, as secure as, you know, they, they initially thought. So, so they, they're definitely opening up and becoming more and more receptive. And so how, how I, I would communicate the codes, um, for the first time to them, I think is really, um, coming from that, that, that space of, you know, we, like you said, we know we know the problems, we know the crises, um, but it's really this kind of, um, and we know we need to unite, right? We know that we, you know, that humanity needs to really come together and work together to find the solutions, to really figure our way out of this mess that we've created. And, you know, in, in, in the last, I would say, three years, um, you know, it's really kind of, I've been really working on, on, on this, on this framework for unity. How can we unify? And yeah, it's, it's, it's been a huge learning process. And, and I think I, I had some of the key ingredients, some of the key puzzle pieces, but it was really in coming together with, with Shelly and the work that she had been preparing, uh, and really, uh, you know, the, our, our work, our life's work coming together in this way, um, that, that really is, has created this unique blend of, of, um, of the wisdom that, that Shelley's bringing through, through the vitality code and many other, uh, very kind of, uh, innovative, uh, thinking, um, to, to, to create this framework to create a very, it's, it's almost like a very simple framework, uh, that can actually unite so many different organizations and cultures, um, that are, that have this intention to work for the good of the whole, that wants to create a better world, to really offer this, uh, this very simple framework in such a distilled form, um, that, that everyone can say yes to it. And that's really what we're experiencing. And, and when, uh, when I read, uh, when I shared the codes with my daughters for the first time, um, 
you know, I could, I could see initially, you know, I was, as I was sitting them down, there was like, oh God, dad's going to talk about his work again. Um, but, <laughs> by, but by, by the time that I'd actually shared it with them, I could really see that there was, there was a sense of, ah, this, this, this is different. You know, there's something, there's something new, there's something fresh here. And, uh, and, and this is really what I believe, um, is 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 somehow you know and and it's been a co-creative process like you read with many different uh people from different backgrounds and different cultures and different fields of expertise each adding their unique ingredients that really kind of adds to the flavor and really also distills uh the essence of it and yeah i think you know to to really summarize it it feels like you know, we've really kind of collaboratively come to this essential unifying framework that can really hold that global unification and collaboration that we've all been kind of talking about and inspiring for, 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 you know, some people it's been decades, others it's been years or months who are just learning about it. But this is really, it feels like it's that kind of magnetizing seed fractal upon which we can really start to all plug in our unique gifts and uh and and really yeah shine our unique potential in service of the whole yeah the one thing i i find most inspiring about the codes there's a lot of things you know that that i find inspiring about it but is how fully integrated and aligned the guiding principles are with the whole with the whole whole system health and the codes really cultivate this inherent relationship like we talked about at the very first question i asked you this inherent relationship with the foundations of life itself and they they really it, the codes help us i i always want to call them plural and it's like it's singular, the codes for a healthy earth. There are many codes, but as we're talking about this document, it really helps to nurture our capacity to live for the good of the whole. It, like you mentioned, crosses boundaries of, of national, religious, cultural boundaries, and it becomes this unifying framework. But Jan, can you talk a little bit about this inherent relationship with the foundations of life? Because I think that that's what makes it a yes, yes, yes invitation for anyone. There's nothing in there that anyone can argue with. It is so aligned with the foundations of life and our capacity to live for the good of the whole. Mm. Exactly. It's, um, it's, it's, it's like we're really kind of tapping into that. Um, you know, when we talk about codes, it's also like, you know, it's like, it's like it's in us. It's, it's part of our DNA. Uh, this information There's like this primordial or ancient recognition of the information as being life enhancing, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is the vitality code as well. This is, this is, this is truth. This is life expressing itself in, in, in what it requires to thrive. You know, when we talk about creating a thriving world, well, what are the practical needs 
you know, to ensure how can we create the conditions for all of life to thrive? What are the organizing principles? Uh, how do we organize? What are our priorities? And so really taking it back to the foundations of life um, as we as we speak about and really back to the core needs as well. That's also very prominent as, you know, as really kind of what, what do we as humans and animals require in order to thrive? And, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not, houses and cell phones and prestige and all of these things that we've been taught to aspire for but it's really about bringing it back to the essence of really what are my core needs and what do i need in order to thrive and you know it's it's the basic needs um we talk about pure water we talk about uh vitalizing food healthy soil a comfortable shelter, physical and emotional safety, and the cultural and ecological conditions and resources that everybody needs to thrive. Uh, yes, as well as clean air, of course. So these, when we look at these elements, you know, already when we talk about pure water, what does, what does that mean? You know, if, we, if everybody, if all animals and people should have guaranteed access to pure water, how 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 can that be offered i mean you know with with granted with the the nanoparticle uh, contamination of all these nanoplastics that are in the water talking about pure water is you know is is a questionable thing but it's really something that you know at the same time you know i saw a facebook post today that a young guy i think he's he's younger than 15 has developed a way to take nanoparticles of plastic outside of water. So when we look at how can we create pure water, that in and of itself already completely shifts our collective discourse, our priorities. It affects all the other sectors. It affects agriculture, it affects education, it affects governance, it affects economics, because our priority now is to ensure that the water remains pure. So this is just one example. And with all of the core needs, you can really trace it back to the interconnectedness of each of these needs and how by ensuring that we can provide these needs even for one person or one animal to have access to pure water, clean air, vitalizing food means that we can do it for everyone. Mm. And so we know that we have this understanding. We know that we have these solutions, this knowledge. We have the technologies and the resources, as you read, as is also part of the, of the codes. Um, you know, we have everything we need to ensure that everybody is provided for. And this is now really the invitation around the codes is to also really spark these global conversations on how can we really organize most effectively to ensure that this is now actually implemented in the best possible, most efficient way. Yeah. You know, and I want to flip this. I, I think you're saying some really important pieces. And, and when I heard you talk about that, you know, that if we can 
provide pure water for one person, we can do it for everyone. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of turn the coin over here because I think this is a really important piece that it's, it's not enough for us any longer to tune into our own regenerative health. Like I mustn't just focus on what's regenerative health for me and get as healthy as I can and be because my health or lack of health is so interconnected, interrelated with the health of the planet. So how, how might you speak to the idea that really we're all called now to move out of regenerative health for ourselves, a selfish unilateral focus on ourselves and look toward our families, our communities and our planet and the animals and all the inhabitants like how yeah i i said enough but can you can you talk about that because our regenerative health is the regenerative health of the planet and there's there's no exception there's no disconnection there absolutely absolutely yeah this is this is actually one of the one of the aspects that i'm also very passionate about and there's been some frustration uh you know in my path as well of of really focusing on you know my own personal development and personal health and really you know going deep into meditation for many years and then realizing and i certainly don't want to uh you know to to say that that's not foundational it's it's a very essential part so i wouldn't negate it in any way right but it's really about you know it's really about kind of moving beyond that self-absorption and really starting to understand how we can really start to uh express that that evolution that health and well-being that we aspire for ourselves to really ensure that and enable that in our surroundings in our environment and now as we are evolving as a species and really becoming a global family, a global village, we start to really understand the far reaching consequences of all our actions and thoughts and words. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as much as I will choose to, you know, eat organic uh, plant based food, um, you know, as long as the system, the culture itself doesn't hold that as its essential priority, there's going to be a discrepancy. There's always going to be like this struggle. That's why, you know, people have to pay a lot more money for healthy foods than they do for these mass produced foods. So it's really about understanding, you know, how we can, you know, work on ourselves and then at the same time, really extend that, extend that, uh, that care to our communities, to our immediate environment, and also in whatever way we can, uh, even if it's just through good intention to the global scale. So we're working essentially on these three levels almost simultaneously. I mean, it is more, perhaps more multidimensional, but working on the personal level, working as, as I would say, like being the change. And then on the local level, you're living the change as really through your lifestyle and how you consume and how you interact with your family and environment. Um, and then extending it to the global level where we actually like co-create the change and then working on these 
three levels simultaneously are actually super complementary. It's not one or the other. They really kind of feed each other. Mm. So from there, you know, we're actually really extending it to, you know, from our from ourselves to our local communities and really including understanding now our inherent connection to all of life. And as it says in the in the codes, you know, we're really understanding now that for humanity to thrive, even for an individual to thrive, but for humanity to thrive as a species, we need to ensure and organize ourselves in such ways that all of life can thrive in all mm-hmm. the planetary ecosystem. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like instead of and both, it's now and all. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jan. Jan, I'm curious in all your wildest dreams here, as you've began to fully integrate this and really bring forward this blueprint like i mentioned what is your greatest dream for the codes what is your highest vision of what you would like to see manifest now as we're bringing this forward so many of us on so many on every continent right in in many many countries on the planet many of us are getting behind this and saying yes Mm -hmm. this is this is a beautiful gift what is your highest vision and dream for the codes and and what's next Hmm. wow yeah the the sure (laughs) yeah in in like six minutes or less like you know right yeah so the i mean even in the last even in the last paragraph of the codes there is that that kind of that vision that distilled vision um with the, the different points of of the the kind of world um, we're aspiring for, really, you know, where where all of life really gets to be to receive exactly what it needs to really realize its fullest potential, all expressions of life in mutual nourishment with the whole, so that there's really this understanding of mutual nourishment, this understanding of giving back as I receive from Mother Earth all these beautiful gifts and from my community, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really this kind of symbiotic uh, relationship uh, that, that becomes this, this, this toroidal field of ever expanding creativity and thriving. You know, it's really kind of like as we start to heal our cultural and personal trauma um, and really start to unveil our unique talents and gifts, it just becomes this, uh, you know, this kind of fractal explosion of colors and diversity uh, of the relationships that we, that we can all weave together in service of the whole. So there, you know, there are so many the 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 codes themselves are, are really kind of somehow I feel offer this like you said this kind of foundational blueprint upon which we can really start to have these conversations and the codes themselves can be integrated. We actually added uh, a new part on the 
on the participate page of the website, if if people haven't uh, visited recently, uh, we've added quite a list of ways in which the codes can be brought to life uh, in in a variety of ways. Everything from uh, you know informing educational programs to unifying movements to sparking global conversations about the key questions and conversations that really need to be had at this time. So. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, my, my vision for the codes is really as they are now, you know, spreading very gently, we're really not pushing them at all out into the world. We're just ensuring, still building the foundations, really supporting the translations as much as possible. They've already been translated into 15 languages to really support the, the optimal diversification of the codes that they can really spread to all cultures, all sectors, whether it's peasant farmers or, you know, academics. Um, it's really just kind of reaching all of the people who can really, you know, just resonate and, 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 and take them in and own them and find their own unique way to give life to the codes. Mm. Jan, as I'm listening to you, I'm seeing that peasant farmer and then the, the president of a major university and governance. Uh, I mean, like I'm seeing all levels and I, I want to just, um, really presence that here just to pause and say, I, I mean, I just am, I'm looking out the window at a busy town square where people are working. And as I'm looking at these different people, the banker walked by, the city workers are, are working, literally they're putting up lights on, on the courthouse. There's, there's so much happening that these codes can be so intimately personal that they guide my private life and they can be so wise and universal that they change the world in new governing structures for major corporations and institutions on the planet that that's the diversity and the wisdom that's in my opinion coming through the code so first i thank you for that and i i'm curious in two minutes or less, maybe one minute or less, if you want to respond to that idea of it being deeply personal in my my regenerative health and well-being for me, as well as how universal the codes really are. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I love how you expressed that. It's, it's really this kind of... Um, you know, this holographic somehow, this holographic coding, this holographic information that can, as you say, be so deeply personal and extend all the way to uh, you know, how we organize ourselves as a species and and everything in between. And I think I think you, 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 you summed it up so beautifully. Um, and it's it's I think that that's really the, the 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 invitation somehow that that the codes ignite in each of us is to discover what what they mean for me personally how how 
how am I affected? How, how do the codes inspire me? How do they make me think about life in a different way? Um, all the way to, you know, communities, my organization, the company that I work for, the school that I go to, uh, you know, and how I interact with, you know, the existing governing structures. Um, they can all be informed and, and like I said, everybody can have their unique interpretation and their unique, uh, yeah, kind of extraction of the codes to then contribute back to the whole in service yeah. of their manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the, the unique, um, then it becomes their unique expression. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jan, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective of this and and really your genius throughout every word and period and space in these codes. Thank you so much. Mm, Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much as well for for yeah for all your support in in ongoing and it's 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 been amazing and yeah i just also have to say that yeah i'm just so blessed to be working so closely with dr shelly ostroff my partner on this work and it's it's ongoing and unfolding and it's such an exciting adventure to be on and the more we can share this adventure with people like yourself who really take it on the more colorful and 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 just yeah pleasurable it becomes yeah thank you i want to share with our listeners just one quote from Dr. Vandana Shiva. It is so beautiful. If governments won't solve the climate, hunger, health, and democracy crises, then the people will. Regenerative agriculture provides answers to the soil crisis, the climate crisis, and the crisis of democracy. I'm going to scratch that out. Not that it's not important, but I'm going to put in there the codes to a healthy earth provide the answers. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.